Hello all, and welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire, Steam Universe fan podcast. This is episode 200, and today we'll be talking about the state of the universe. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So it has been, uh, what, about four and a half years now, 152 episodes of Steven, three of which were double length. <laughs> it's been an incredible journey. I can't even believe it's been this long now. <laughs> four years ago was a lot different time for me and a lot different time for Steven Universe, too. Oh, yeah. The the show changed a lot uh, from its Monster of the Week beginnings to its more story arc filler alternation it does now yeah well and the brilliant part is a lot of that (laughs) was was intentional and planned and there's been a lot of other surprises along the way too the staff has changed over time people have slowly branched away to do their own thing from the show and the art style has transformed over time as people come and go and the background artists even there's been new prop designers and architects it's been interesting. Even Steven's voice has, has changed. Yeah. <laughs> Distance models have fallen out of favor on the show. It was really weird seeing one again in a single pale rose. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of... I had forgotten about them until like the Attack the Light and Save the Light games where they use those exclusively. <laughs> yeah. And then you kind of like go back to old episodes and notice them again. I kind of miss them as a choice, but they also you know, I don't know, bring out the cartooniness of the show more. So maybe they could have been distracting once you started noticing them. Yeah, I, I can't say I was sad to see them go. But yeah. Lots of lots of changes that the series has seen. Even the subtle shift away from referring to gem stuff as magic to even in season one, Pearl had started calling it technology. Right. Uh, that's one of my favorite transformations. It kind of reminds me of of course, it always remained magic in Avatar The Last Airbender, but sort of that that initial first episode for that show was kind of like explaining waterbending with very explicit words like, it's magic, Sokka! And I really like the way that the gems, you know, early on explained to Steven this sort of magical world and Pearl would show, you know, her projections of the past and, you know, they would explore all these ruins. That was a really interesting way to start the show and, and such a big trick they were pulling on us yeah i gotta say i I miss the ruins the that's really what drew me in same i am a sucker for lore and once they start uh and i loved the slow slow pace like it was absolutely not a feature but a just hiddenness in all those early episodes of season one and really really the entirety of season one Compared to where we are now and and, and what we know now, the just background nature of everything was so tantalizing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I, I had to really kind of look through stuff and figure out that there was a gem civil war. Thank you, uh, Sirius Steven, by the way, for that (laughs) Uh, mural that has yet to be fully explained. Yes, I I pulled up an old Reddit post I had made when I was still more active uh, on the subreddit of like this master post of unanswered questions. And for the most part, everything in my list has has now been answered. I was trying to see what hadn't been. And that darn mural, I think, is just, I would say, completely left in the past, except for the fact that they brought it up in Buddy's book again when Stephen was yeah. showing it off to the, to the gem showing the palanquin. So I don't know if that was just to play with us, just as a 
reminder that they know that they showed that, but maybe now they don't know how to fit it in quite right. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, that mural kind of looked like it described more about just like the trials of the pyramid more than anything else. But what was that diamond going up against that rose quartz like person? And, you know, based on what we know now, ah, that probably can't have been rose quartz fighting the diamond. That wouldn't have been memorialized. Yeah, probably not. I mean, we don't know that it was a diamond. They have a triangle on their chest. Sure. And neither of the other diamonds have a triangle on their chest. So it's it's just a mystery. Uh, we, we haven't even seen the full mural, I don't think. Yeah. Well, and things like that, like that structure had a gem in it, which we would presume only Homeworld would do something like that to a gem. It's kind of weird to think that some of the structures lasted so long yeah well they can they can rebuild themselves some of these like the desert glass yes <laughs> i still have that list too of gems i need to see formed like who is the desert glass why do they have these sand powers i guess a terraformer like a lapis mm. oh well but yeah the the pyramid temple is fascinating because it's an era two temple and yet much later in the series, they imply that there was not long between the dawn of Era 2 and the diamonds just nuking the planet and not coming back, so... Yeah, what actually confirms it as Era 2? The logo, the Diamond Authority symbol. Wait, there's a Diamond Authority symbol in there? Yeah, in that central room, I believe. What? I don't think... Okay, hold on. Quick break from... <laughs> I gotta look that up again. Because I swore the first time we saw it uh, was actually on the on the ship. That Jasper and Paradox. Well, that's the first time we see it in color, and that's the after the mention of Yellow Diamond, we're able to figure, oh, one of these is yellow. That must mean the other two are the other two members of the Great Diamond Authority, which I guess the name has stuck, just like the Slinker. <laughs> All right, I'm looking at the temple again because I just don't remember. Of course, everything when I look up the mural. Okay, you're right. The floor has the symbol of the Diamond Authority, the Triforce-looking Delio. So that is super curious. The strut when they when they drew this, they knew obviously all about the diamonds because as Rebecca said, they planned Rose Quartz being pink diamond from the beginning. But uh maybe they hadn't thought too much about the timeline of the war yet. I don't know why they would have kept building on Earth. What would have pushed them to suddenly blow everything up? Yeah. That pyramid temple is one huge question mark. So let's see, did you have any other unanswered questions really <laughs> well there there's there are quite a few we've talked brought up many times the temple I, I wouldn't list this so much as an unanswered question so much as a uh, things we have yet to see that we know we're probably going to see that the temple fusion if we don't see a fusion of all the crystal gems in the show by the end we'll at least see them in the past but uh, i'm tempted to believe that somehow they'll find themselves in a situation where garnet amethyst and pearl and steven all all fuse there, there's obviously the healing of the gems. That's going to be a big feature of this next season, but especially Centipedal. There's, there's yeah. going to be more to her journey. Of course, she already gave us the biggest lore drop that she could, but it would be interesting to see her. Yeah. We need confirmation that she's a Nephrite. Right. There's sort of some questions about Rose. I, I think last episode I said something along the lines of, or, or maybe a few episodes ago, we know everything about Rose now that, that the show, you know, put out for us. But actually, when it comes to Lion and the desert, yeah. we don't know what Rose was doing with Lions. I, I get that her ship was out in the desert for whatever reason, and she liked hanging out there. But what exactly her purpose was with, with Lions and, and with Lions specifically has yet to go anywhere 
also on list of of gems. There's the Heaven and Earth Beatles, which made it into the art book and yeah. uh, could still make it into the show. I wonder if we'll ever see an uncorrupted one of them. Uh, well, hopefully they'll get uncorrupted and we can see them for ourselves. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they're barrels like Morganite, but emeralds full size. So I don't know. They're they're probably small gems, although I say that only with thinking of like the gem size as indicated in Adventures in Light Distortion, where maybe there's some yeah. really small gems. Like Aquamarine. Right, like Aquamarine, possibly smaller. And the art book displayed them as short, though not like yeah. particularly tiny, not like Amethyst shape-shifting in, in, <laughs> in her recent episode. Yeah, in her conch shell. There, there's not a lot of things to deal with. Kind of like the cluster was one of those things hanging over our heads, but now we know it's well, it's kind of in control, and it's not really going to be a problem if if it pops. It's basically the Earth defense system at this point. <laughs> yeah. So there's kind of things like, well, there technically are some rubies floating in space. There's technically some no, humans they floating totally in space. Got retrieved. All of them. I thought only uh, we've only seen eyeball. Yeah, but why would Navy pick her up but not the others? Um, because <laughs> they couldn't find them. I don't know. Maybe they have all been picked up. So then we just have humans in space to deal with. And then Lars in space. I was trying to list things yeah. in space. So <laughs> there's Lars in space, humans in space. Maybe all the rubies in space have been recovered. There was a lapis in space, but apparently she's back. She's back again, hopefully for good this time. Yeah. I'd really like to see what Bismuth does. Do you think we're going to get a full house redesign? Or do you think Bismuth's just going to build the house back the way it was and <laughs> then rebuild the barn for Lapis and Peridot? I think it'd be great for the first few episodes to start with a new status quo uh, aligner. Um, of course, we have to immediately deal with the fallout of Pink Diamond with with the diamonds. <laughs> but yeah. then I think there's the show needs to take a chance to not dump some gems back at some location like the barn. It's time for the Put show. Them on the bus. Yeah, it's time for the show to actually deal with the fact that they have this cast of characters that people like seeing and see how they can handle th- this larger cast because I they don't need to send them away anymore. Lapis finally needs to get that job at the Big Donut. It's time. It's time for all these characters to actually interact with each other and maybe she has her wacky roommate. <laughs> she just needs the job at the uh, donut shop since they don't have a coffee shop in town. Well, they're all going to, there's going to be, if I had to guess just one way to integrate them easily, it's dealing with corrupted gems again. Besides healing them, whatever journey there is for that, whatever, if we do one last final roundup of gems across the earth. Go back to Monster of the Week for a little while. Right, like that, again, they could do it even in a, in a simple bomb with some little revelation at the end. Maybe we heal Centipedal. But that'd be, be an easy five episode run, giving a... You know, again, referencing Avatar The Last Airbender, giving giving all the characters a Zuko-like, you know, everyone <laughs> hangs out with, with one or two characters. Yeah, everyone gets their field trip with Zuko. Right. And that, that can sort of help us reestablish some of these relationships. Because there's a lot of characters we haven't seen interact with each other. And I still hold to things like Lapis needs to be more fleshed out as a person. Besides, like, now it's time to define her character outside of her trauma. Things like that. And then as far as any other unanswered questions, that everything else is really aimed towards the next season as far as what is the relationship, again, between between diamonds and, and who is White Diamond, and what is their relationship to the creation of the gems, and is there any problem that the gems are having as far as being on short supply of resources and dealing with any other kind of threat? 
that that's kind of what I have for what what this yeah. show has left to reveal to us. I, I am wondering, uh, will we ever see a Sneeple reveal? Yes, there is a question of, you know, we have yet to explore a lot of the alternate Earth that exists in Steven's world. And that diamond on the dollar bill suggests a lot of interesting things that about how humans diamond, have dealt. Yeah. Humans have dealt weirdly with the gems, you know. And that's something else about the early show that's kind of changed over time. We went from, at one point, the fandom thinking, is there like a gem in the lighthouse that's brainwashing everyone in Beach City? Yeah. You know, we used to wonder why everyone was so weird about the gems to now everyone's not weird about the gems and there was no real clear transition. It's just like all of a sudden everyone was like, oh, okay, magic exists. But... But, you know, at one point, Connie's mom was, like, absolutely not comprehending the situation that was happening with a gem mutant in the hospital. That was like that she, was great. She accepted that as a just mutilated person or persons. <laughs> yeah, just a very ugly guy. <laughs> so that's, you know, a question. Yeah, is it that weirdness coming back? Like, how else have humans ignored or not ignored gem presence? Of course, there weren't that many gems hanging around, but there were a lot of corruptions, and that might have been something. Yep, we uh, we lost Rose's sword. Really, it looks like they're doing a lot of writing Rose out of the show. Like, oh, maybe we shouldn't use roses for the wedding. It might be pretty controversial. <laughs> now Blue Diamond has broken Rose's sword. Uh, looks like it's time for Connie to get a new one, I guess. Yeah, and funnily enough, we spent so long making sure everyone knew that Steven isn't Rose. But what if the next problem becomes with Homeworld <laughs> trying to get everyone to understand that Steven also isn't Pink Diamond? Yeah, please stop saluting me. This is getting very awkward. Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot to explore there where will the diamonds suddenly, you know, go from their sympathetic view of, you know, they finally found their sister after so long to realizing, well, that was Pink Diamond the whole time when she was at least Rose for thousands of years. That was <laughs> Pink making a very conscious decision and putting her fellow diamonds in, into great grief and, and causing a lot of problems. And then her just very recent 14 <laughs> year decision to become Steven is, yeah. is not something the diamonds might, you know, take so easily. They might turn pretty quickly. I think Steven will be able to make them understand because like, the whole reason she pretended to shatter herself was because she was convinced the blue and yellow didn't love her and that they'd just get bored with the earth once they no longer had her to boss around anymore. Hmm. Yeah, that also reminded me, though, in erasing Rose Quartz out of the show, there are, I forgot in my list of things in space, a whole bunch of Rose Quartzes in space. Yeah. And that might be one of the, f well, not first things, but one of the things for Steven to deal with with the diamonds uh, is unbubbling all those, you know, not corrupted wartime gems. Hmm. I wonder if the show will now feel more free to go into more wartime flashbacks, especially now that they have the diamonds to talk to about this. Well, Steven, as we saw with his little pink light that he projected uh, it, to the diamonds, is maybe connecting a lot more with his pink diamond side, too. And he's already had his own flashbacks pretty easily. Yeah. So that could become a thing. Now, I don't know how they integrate it in the show. I don't just want my 11 minute episode to start with Steven trips and falls on his head, you know, <laughs> and has a flashback every other episode like 
it's pretty hard to, you know, that's an, an annoying thing about the 11 minute format is when you need to show a flashback, how much time do you have to waste to set up the flashback happening? And then how much of a story is it? <laughs> I think I think at this point, you could just show him asleep and every so often pan back to so like, like if he's having a bad flashback, show him, show the, you know, do the stereotypical, okay, this is what a person looks like when they're having a bad dream. <laughs> and go back to the, go back to the flashback. I, I don't think you have to waste too much time on it. Right. If you just want to have a flashback episode. Yeah. The thing is, though, and, and that comes to something I was thinking about uh, last week is just this moving on from the past. And, and like you said, Amethyst making the comment about not having roses at the wedding. I don't know how much more the show has to say about the past on Earth. I think we've established, you know, although, you know, we can put a lot of question marks on the timeline. Well, what do you think? We've never heard the diamonds perspective. That's true. And I mean, let's face it. So we, we need to see some war stories from like Bismuth. Yeah. Like full flashback war stories. Well, there's a lot more to learn about home homeworld. What what homeworld really has been for these past thousands of years. Why all these gems have all these directives to do what they do. Why the diamonds do what they do. There, there's probably a lot to be explained through the past and the present. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been asking for my season on Homeworld for so long, and now it looks like we're finally getting very close. Mm-hmm. Well, and there was one point, you know, back in Space Race, where we wondered why Pearl was so would be so excited to see Homeworld again, and now we kind of understand that, and now she might have that possibility again. Everyone yeah. going to Homeworld, though, I feel like isn't something that can happen without us dealing with the i i don't, I don't know i that's to me going to be fascinating how they really deal with this diamond fallout because there's just so much to unpack there <laughs> but uh maybe they'll end up I, I don't know if they end up on homeworld on good terms or bad terms if they're on bad terms it kind of doesn't make sense because we can't really deal with steven being locked up anymore i mean that's not very interesting i don't see it happening on bad terms i mean if you're thinking about how is the series going to end it looks like it's going to be about either steven Defeating Homeworld in battle or <laughs> Steven, you know, changing Homeworld with hugs. And I think you and I both know that this is a Steven changes Homeworld with hugs kind of a show. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we we can see that the diamonds are ready to hug him. And now he just has to hug them back and make Homeworld a nice, happy saccharine place. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Maybe if the humans were the only place, you know, and all the other places were mostly non-intelligent life, uh, colonial quests, maybe they... Well, they, uh, <laughs> they're no strangers to doing a number on a local civilization. Mm. See the, see the jungle moon flashback. Yeah, who knows where some of those planets might have developed more intelligent life. I still want to know what they use the geo-weapons on, because Peridot says, you know, is, you don't give up Camp Pining Hearts for just one geo-weapon. <laughs> like, uh, she talks about geo-weapons like a general might talk about nuclear missiles. Right, and I mean, I, we suppose that the gem experiments are new, but... You know, who knows if they did all sorts of more awful stuff back on Homeworld and what kind of weapons they're using. Remember the episode Frybo? We had the experiments they did with gem shards. Right. And they could have been, uh, you know, the cluster may not have been the end for that. They may have been doing a lot more stuff back on, on Homeworld because there's plenty of subordinate gems and uh, gems that de deflect and, and break the rules that they can uh, experiment mm, on, colors. which would just be horrible. Yeah. 
off colors too. Uh, in thinking about the gem shards and, and fusion experiments, that also reminded me that we saw just one statue of a fusion at the bottom mm-hmm. of where Stephen fell with Lars on Homeworld. And Homeworld's relationship to fusion seems straightforward, except for that statue, right? Well, no, it's not even that one statue, because that statue by itself would say, oh, maybe Homeworld used to be more accepting of, you know, heterofusion. But they, even on the ceasefire, they did that. And this was, they, they would have made this at around the same time. They're like, fusion between two different gems, that's unheard of. Right, you're referring to the statues with multiple arms, right? Which yeah, we attribute with fusions, yeah. Right, whereas when we see ruby f- ruby fuses with multiple rubies, it it retains the same, just two limbs, so, yeah. I mean, most fusions have extra limbs. Not all, but the majority. And we've never seen a monogem with multiple arms. Or multiple sets of arms, I mean. Well, that that really kind of puts the timeline in question again, too, because if we're to think that they came to Earth and built this stuff with Pink, I mean, I guess maybe Pink's took like a thousand years to start caring about how the Earth looked in its development. But like uh, by the time Blue Court, Blue Diamond's court is floating above Earth, they hate fusion. So yeah. would it only have been a thousand years ago that they would have been constructing something with fusions? In Now We're Only Falling Apart. Pink said that she had never heard of fusion between multiple gems except to hear that it's unheard of. So, <laughs> you know, she she never would have been comfortable with it. Yeah, unless it was crystal gems sneaking in the spire. But uh, probably not because we see the Lunar Sea Spire, among other things, as schematics and diagrams yeah. that paired out scrolling. It's a center through. of intellectual discussion. It's a spire for important thinkers to think in. Yeah. So, and I don't think they care about preserving history of fusions or anything like that. It'd be, you know, they think it, they'd think it'd be disgusting. So that is questionable. It could just be an artistic rendering. Right. And then there's questions like background art. You know, they were just trying to make us a cool Facebook banner for the future. But. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. I I think that that kind of covers where we've been in the show. I think there, there's a little bit of discussion to be had about how the characters have changed throughout this show and where we are now. I mean, if we remember back to uh, all the way back to episode two and Greg <laughs> being woken up by Steven by banging on his van, you know, he kind of looked yeah. like a deadbeat dad. Yep. And boy, did he change. Right. <laughs> I mean, even before he got money, he he's great dad material. <laughs> yeah, Greg's Greg's been an awesome character to see flesh out. He really took a long time to go from I mean, he was never like a bad dad, but he definitely had that like deadbeat kind of not dumb, but just not like super highly intelligent vibe going on for maybe the first half of season one. But as we started to see his, um, you know, his music career and obviously we just kept seeing him in more situations with Steven being an awesome dad. That uh, really changed it for us. And then, of course, hilarious <laughs> status quo changers like his wealth happened. Yes. <laughs> Which, you know, what's the end game on that? I-, I still don't know. It's been a funny excuse to provide Steven with whatever he needs. Although they haven't even really played that card enough. He's going to buy out Marty's company and turn oh. it around. He's going to buy it for like $100,000 and turn it into a... Hundred million dollar company. Yeah, maybe Marty will go in the tank. Right now, he was able to write that ten million dollar check though, and Greg was able to cash it all in one. So, well, 
I, th- I think the 30 million that Marty got went through his fingers and he was required by law to hold on to that 10 million for Greg. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Greg's transformation has been interesting. And then the crystal gems, you know, as I kind of mentioned, Pearl and Space Race, we, we've seen Pearl be way different <laughs> from her starting as probably the most motherly to Steven. Um, I think it's thinking about her role as mom and, and the crystal gems in general. They sort of represented those different family relationships oh, yeah, that you might the, see. Especially, yeah, Bird Mom is, she's still motherly, but she's not the only mom in town. And Stephen needs a mom less than ever. Right. And, you know, Amethyst sort of had the more sister-like role. And Garnet, oh, I'm not sure exactly sh- where to place her, but... Oh, man, Garnet has changed a lot. <laughs> right, her almost sort of silent, mysterious role to release... Now she's a lovable <laughs> A goofball whose component gems are just totally <laughs> funny to see when they split and have their own interesting personalities. Uh, we, you know, we've seen them all struggle with different things from starting off. It was about Rose's absence to uh, almost an anger against uh, Steven, sort of, to dealing with the changing roles they have once they sort of all spent their individual times getting over <laughs> their loss of Rose. Yeah, Pearl's journey has probably been the the biggest, though. I would say Amethyst's really just only change was her self-deprecating, self-loathing has has dissipated. She may not, uh, as we've seen in the most recent bomb, become this like ultra mature person yet, but maybe maybe one of the more responsible ones on the team uh, with her emotions. She at least outlasted Jasper. That's got to be worth something. Yeah, I I still claim that. Amethyst's best emotional arc comes not from Jasper or from even when we first learned about her kindergarten beginnings, but but maximum capacity to me is still one of the best episodes of the Steven Universe and and one of the best development episodes for for Amethyst. Tiger Millionaire and Tiger Philanthropist really show how far Amethyst Absolutely. has Absolutely. Besides being some of the funniest <laughs> episodes in the series, that's also yes. a great check-in point for how amethyst has changed i was also trying to think of for the other crystal gems what some of their biggest episodes were pearl definitely in rose's scabbard obviously learning about you know pearl sort of angst really against steven and and her loss of rose has, has been a big deal and her you know transformation has not just been from servant to individual but from hopelessly lost in a person to seeking out her own goals uh, that's been really cool to see so yeah uh steven universe has been a big deal the past four years i think people oh, yeah. didn't know this was coming well maybe they did with rebecca sugar did have a pretty good pedigree from adventure time i i do hope that the diamonds get like a towny episode of their own like maybe too tall to ride we already have too short to ride <laughs> But that's probably a pipe dream. They're probably headed back to Homeworld pretty quickly. Yeah, unfortunately. There is a lot more to do with the the townies or the boardies. Hopefully <laughs> they haven't uh, been completely forgotten. Sadie's band, among other things, is important. Yep, I, I, they better not skip that concert. Oh, no. Well, between Sadie and Lars, those are the two most developing characters over the course of the series, too, that, that we still need to see their reunion and, and conclusions there. 
It'll be very interesting if something happens with PD. As it is, you can just completely <laughs> use him to understand Pink Diamond's character arc, <laughs> you know, over the course of the show's history. I mean, because PD and PB basically are mirrors of each other. <laughs> Given uh, responsibility by their, <laughs> by some authority figure. <laughs> and then they try to duck out of it. Because the responsibility wasn't what they thought it was going to be, so they try to duck out of it in ways that go terribly awry. Absolutely, gem shards get involved somehow. Yes, yes, gem shards always involved with PDs. So yeah, I think they're uh, birds of a feather. And uh, if we look at what happened to PD, I think I think Stevens. I mean, be all right. literally, the the connection couldn't even be more obvious. He took on a role as another being of fries, much as <laughs> much as being Diamond took on being Rose. So yeah. So, you know, once 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 the air is cleared, you know, Fryman accepts his son into the family business, you know, on terms his son finds more agreeable. <laughs> and then eventually he branches off and, you know, he's still selling potato related stuff, but he's doing his own thing now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking for Stephen to follow that arc, to sell potatoes in his own way. Oh, and we already know what a great uh, <laughs> runner of a farmer's market he would be. With his little watermelon Stevens. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's been us on the state of the universe. The universe is strong. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Thank you for everyone that keeps leaving us uh, reviews on iTunes. Uh, if you haven't yet, you know, go check it out. Thanks. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening. 